Iowa everywhere. One made their name covering the Hawks, the other covering the clones. John Miller, Chris Williams. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. Powered by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. What's going on? Welcome to Miller and Williams here post-Vegas. Not at not at stadium stream today. No, dude. I wish we were. Miller appears to be like at his back patio or something. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm looking out at a cornfield that within, I would say, two weeks, Chris, is going to be um, impregnated, hopefully with channel seed so they can get the best yields uh, down here in Kansas City. doesn't have the, you know, the excellent glaciated soil that the state of iowa has they make do with the best they can down here they really literally got the leftovers here in missouri from the glaciers iowa got just all the prime black dirt brought down from canada and uh, is reaping the benefits to this day but you know what gives them the best chance to have great yields if they go with channel c we know that missouri has sloppy soil seconds they do they do they have a lot of a lot of seconds and a number of categories. Throw out a category. I'm pretty sure I can find a way to say uh, they weren't there first. <laughs> in the Channel Seed Studios. Appreciate their uh, sponsorship of Iowa Everywhere. Of course, Miller and Williams brought to you by our friends at Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. I, big day for me. Go up taking the girls to the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, I've heard that that uh, movie's out. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Been- I mean... We got we had this one circled like uh, six months ago, John. Really fired okay. up about the Mario. It's a me, a Mario. That sounds more like Luigi than Mario, frankly. Oh yeah, well, I'm doing my best here. Yeah, doing my best are. to impersonate I mean, a cartoon Italian boy. Maybe. Right, and, and while at boy. the same time not to offend an entire uh, you know ethnicity with you know stereotypical no, it's uh, what Mario accents. Does. For sure. It's a me, right. Mario. Yeah, a pizza five, sure. About a bing, about a boom. Yeah, and then it delves into some type of knockoff of, uh, you know, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, and then we go down that road, yeah, which is fine, which is fine. You've never seen Goodfellas? No. I haven't seen it for 20 years. It's definitely one of the best mob gangster movies of all time if you're into that. But if you're not, I get it. I'm not into zombie movies. I don't watch them, won't watch them. Got like halfway through all of us. Yes, I watched the episode with the, uh, you know, the romantic um, same-sex couple. Didn't bug me as some people thought it would, which is so stupid. But after that episode, I was like, you know, I just am not into the zombies. I, I just don't like it. And everyone's yeah, like, like, it's not a either. zombie. It's not a zombie show. I'm like, you know what? There's zombies in it. Zombies in it. It's a zombie show. I'm not a big zombie guy either. I just, I've no. never. That world has never interested me, but I love ghosts. You do love, love ghosts. But I don't like zombies. Zombies don't do it for me. Zombies are you, so unrealistic. That's why I can't handle it. Right, right. Have you ever have you ever been to a medium? No. Well, have wait a second. Is that it? like a psychic? Yes. I've been to a psychic. I've never Someone, I've never been to one who's like talking to the afterlife though. I've never okay. done that thing. Correct. 
I will just say this. You know, let, me, let me pause. I, I usually have not paused in my radio and podcasting career to like think if I should say something before I say it. I'm going to say this. Someone close to me recently visited with a medium. Okay. And I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I feel that in this day and age of social media and the footprints that we leave, especially this person that, you know, they have a footprint, but they're not an active person, nowhere near as active as I am. Anyway, there were some things that I feel like 70% of what was discussed with the medium or what the medium relayed absolutely could have been, I could have found that with, you know, within an hour of Google searching, you know, especially, you know, and this person was like eight months out booked, but there was 30, there were 30% of it, like names that, that the father only called the child that no one else would have known about. There were a number like, Hey, whenever you see, whenever you see this animal out in nature, your dad wants you to know that this is him, you know, connecting with you and other things. I'm like, there's no, there's no possible way. So my whole, my whole notion on, I guess, if you want to call it ghosts or spirits, uh, flipped 180 this week. I will tell you that. Really? 180, 180. I actually, I mean, I've been coming around to the notion that there is another, you know, whether it's a parallel universe, a dimension, whatever word you want to call it, spirit world, whatever, you know, depending on what your beliefs are. Um, I've been coming around to believing that that exists and I pretty much am there. And, um, okay. You know, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you have some driving time today? I do. I have like, I'm driving up to uh, the Iowa City area tomorrow. Um, is a visitation for my uh, my high school football coach, one of the most important people in my life that helped shape my life. He passed this last week, Butch Peterson. So I'm coming back to to Iowa this uh, tomorrow later today. So it was around Halloween. I always try and interview like a ghost hunter around yes. Halloween. Yes, and I interviewed a, a lady from Iowa. Um, she lives in the Cedar Rapids area. Mm-hmm. And you should totally listen to that. Send me a um, link. I will. It, is, it, is it the Chris Williams podcast yeah, show? Yeah. I'll yeah. find it. So you don't, you don't you don't do enough episodes for me not to be able to find it. Well, I'm I'm kind of moving that over to Iowa everywhere now. Believe that's it smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand. Yeah, we're yeah, just gonna put all that together. Okay. Um, her name is Katie Hopkins. Okay. And she's written like five books about paranormal investigating and stuff. Okay. And it, I thought it was a fascinating podcast because you listen to Katie and I've gotten to know her. There's not a, there's not an ounce of crazy in this woman. Like she's totally rational, normal. Like most people you think like, Oh, ghost hunters are kind of gothic and nuts. And you know, like there's all these judgments people will cast on them. Right. This woman looks and acts like, uh, she could be hanging out at your country club or like what like and then like you just do me a favor and go and listen to it I, i'd love I, to hear what you think of what she had to say we should I go will. on a hunt with her is what i'm saying oh go i did not i did not say that my friend um i will go tornado hunting before i go ghost hunting um especially now that i'm starting to have maybe a little more belief that they exist hunting for ghosts will be way low on my list of things to actually do 
Well, I was actually thinking we could spend the night in the Velisca axe murder house and like videotape it. We could do like a documentary out of it. Oh, like a okay. Do we get like electricity? No. Lights Pure on. darkness. Yeah. Out. Oof. I'm out. I'm out. I'll give you some candles. I thought you were going to say candy, and if, if you said candy, I might have done it. Um, I don't know. I have to think about it. I mean, you know I'm down to do things for the sake of show business. But, man, I don't know that I want to flirt with certain things. So, and we were, go ahead. Feliska Johnny, he uh, oversees the Axe Murder House. He's like a world-renowned yes. uh, paranormal investigator. Right. Would he spend a night there? Well, yeah, I bet he would do it with us. Okay. He told my dad, who, for, I don't know, 15 years, cut the grass and fertilized the lawn for the Velisca Axe murder house. Right. He told my dad that the the kid ghosts there that were murdered have gotten so tired of the uh, hunters and stuff like that that they primarily live upstairs with his kids now. They've shifted houses. So they've come to his house, yeah, because they, you know, they they know he's a welcoming person that's not well, going to persecute their spirit. Yeah. So 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 it's interesting. So bothered. What is your notion of what these spirits or these entities, these sources of energy? That's that's the way I like to describe it because that's what we all are. We we there are pieces of us that will live forever, whether or not our consciousness lives forever. Uh, we don't know that, but our energy will. Uh, energy cannot be destroyed, and it just trans transitions into a different form. So, the are they just living their lives? Do you think like they're just living a life in this uh, different dimension? I just think they're stuck. Well, or, or or maybe maybe that's it. Maybe we maybe we go to a different dimension and. That is where we live eternity, and we, or maybe that's where we hang out before we do this all again. I don't know. I'm open to all of it, frankly, because what I was yes, indoctrinated sir. because of what I was indoctrinated into as a child and, and believed for 48 years has absolutely uh, left me wanting a great deal. Well, that's a good weekend to uh, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like. As I tweeted out yesterday, I'll take their bush light. I mean, if they're going to right, be absolutely throwing that absolutely. bush light out. You, you, you'd mention you'd mention a podcast that you want me to listen to, right? And I will. I will listen to it on this trip. But I've already got one that my wife has um, asked me to listen to because we watched a movie on HBO the other night called Transhood, which apparently is causing all sorts of problems in you know fundamentalist evangelical Christian circles for, you know, being a uh, child grooming, child abuse, et cetera, et cetera. And I was reading the story yesterday on the Baltimore uh, Catholic diocese uh, and all those hundreds and hundreds of, of pedophile, uh, you know, child uh, assault things. And I was sitting there myself thinking, man, sounds like you had a really light night. Yeah. You know, pretty really. much. Yeah. Man, that whole LGBTQ plus community being the groomers, the OG uh, groomers are doing just fine in the um, Catholic Church, the Southern Baptist Convention, and all that. So, do you want to just start over, or, or should we just no, keep we're going? Good. <laughs> I did like this. We're, we are live on YouTube, and Matt says nine months with CW, 
John is believing in ghosts and turning into a Cyclone fan. Great job, <laughs> CW. <laughs> not true. Not true. I might, I might exaggerate. I might exaggerate the truth, um, accentuate the the reality a little bit more. So things probably are a little seem a little more crazy than they actually are. But the basis of the the belief is there. All right, go ahead. I've just derailed all this. I apologize. No, it's good. I really didn't have a lot of hot topics for us today. I've, I feel like our audience is probably about tired more now. The the women's basketball stuff. Like, I, I mean right. I, that. I will say this because I'd like to get your opinion on it. I said this to Chris on our show Wednesday. That that story, the not really the game, but the aftermath of it, brought out a different right. level of ugly than I can remember. I don't want to say ever. Um, we had a, a listener pointed out that that Carson King deal was pretty ugly, right? Um, that, but the the it was weird. The, I mean. Just the nastiness that the Angel Reese Caitlin Clark national championship game brought out. I, I'm still, and I made it, you know, like honestly, I try and post like the, we repurpose our content and I'll post it all over the place. Right. And I, right. I probably should have just not posted the clip of me and Chris saying we didn't have a problem with what Angel Reese did on Facebook because I should have known better. Uh, but yep. I swear, John, I swear to you. I when we went live, we went live the second the game ended. Okay, mm-hmm. not for the life of me that I think that this would turn into a racial conversation where the way that it did, and it, you know, and I, looking back in hindsight, it's like duh. But I was yeah. just focused on the officiating and the game and the fact that the Iowa women just lost in the national title game. Right. Not for a second that I in that moment think that this is going to turn as ugly as it did and boy i was wrong i i didn't have a premonition of it turning ugly but i felt like the opportunity was going to be there for um there be a, to be a significant discussion disagreement discourse whatever you want to say about race um i felt that all along every uh, for the last two seasons the Aaliyah boston versus caitlin clark debate Every time it's been come up in all the articles I've read, there have been, in many of the things I've read or heard, I've felt there have been dog whistle words, veiled introductions of race into the conversation when people were trying to, like, they didn't have the balls to go all in. So they just, like, you know, uh, just put their, dip their toe in the water of it. And it's been, it's been simmering beneath the surface for two years. Because that, that's what it seems like a lot of people wanted to make this about, all right? And, but I also try to sit back and view things from outside the comfort zone of my own biases. Um, I'm not saying I always succeed at it. I don't. But I feel like I'm fairly decent at being able to disconnect myself from my inherent bias and stand outside and try to look at it objectively. Now, I can't stand outside of things and look at them from the perspective of a black American because I've never been one. I'm never going to be one. But what I can do and what I have done, especially the last three years of my life, is I have made a concerted effort to listen to, lean in, ask questions of, 
black voices who are willing to talk because the black community from what I've heard and what I've gathered from people that I've spoken with who are black, they're tired. They're tired. They don't want white John Miller reaching out and saying, Hey, you know what? Can I ask you a question about this? Because I guess I never realized that, wow, this may be right. They're like, they're tired of it because they've been getting this for years and years and years, and they just want white people to figure it out. So I'm not surprised that this turned into uh, a racially charged topic because it just seems like this is where it was headed. Now, it doesn't, none of this justifies Angel Reese's, you know, did she cross a line? That's for some people to say. It's not necessarily for me to say. Would I have done that? Probably not that far, but it was in the same vein of trash talk, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I mean, it was classless. That doesn't mean, like, that's not a classy thing to do, what she did. No, but, but it's is also there, not it, cast, it, It's not classy when Caitlin is not guarding the South Carolina player and, you know, shooing her off like, oh, you're not good enough for me to guard. Like Caitlin did. We all saw her do it, and we all laughed at it because, oh, it's Caitlin doing this, and she talks trash. That wasn't, right. class, that wasn't classy either. Right. And, and, but I, I just, I've been covering college athletics since the late 90s, I guess quasi-professionally. Professionally means getting paid for it. And I have still yet to uncover any type of legal document that any student athlete signs the classy clause yeah. doesn't exist. No. There's not an obligation. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, you're not the one saying this. I'm saying there's not an obligation to be classy. Um, you, you hope people don't turn into dickheads like uh, who was the guy from Duke and then, you know, Davidson from Wisconsin. Those guys were just dirty dickhead players. Uh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Right. Just dirty dickheads. Um, you don't want that, but Angel Reese, yeah, sure. I wouldn't she, apply classy to it, but no. And and like I also, I I would guess in twenty years, Angel's going to be what forty then, probably right. a, hopefully a Hall of Famer. Hopefully she has this great Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. I would I would guess she'll probably look back at that moment and have a few regrets. I would guess, like, maybe it was he in my. I'm just guessing because I did a lot of stupid things. Now, not obviously with cameras on it, but like who didn't at that age, right? Like, yeah, who 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 didn't drive by the juvenile? And I would guess Caitlin would do the same thing. Like, was I don't know the the whole thing's just weird to me. How Iowa fans, how Iowa fans now are like, well, Caitlin just it's always class. Like the way and she responded brilliantly. She could not have responded better. Absolutely, like she ignored her. The perfect thing to do. And I don't believe, Caitlin, that she didn't see it. <laughs> I think she absolutely did. And I think she did a really good job of just keeping her emotions in check. Everything she said after the game has been perfect. Caitlin could not have represented herself in the University of Iowa better than she has. So, but, I, yeah, like, don't ahead. sit here and tell me that Caitlin Clark is, like, the classiest, like, straight-laced player to ever play women's. Because she's not. We watch her do stuff, all, and, and we encourage it, and we love it. I mean, I did a whole podcast sitting down with her where we talked about this, about the double standards of men and women. And like, right. I'm the biggest Caitlin Clark fan there is. I'm not even criticized. I'm just saying, like, can we call it both ways? You, you, both things can be true. Yeah, you can think you can 
be absolutely in love with watching Caitlin Clark play basketball, which I think a lot of America is. I mean, it was the most watched women's college basketball game of all time. And it was the most watched Final Four game of all time. And it was the most watched Elite Eight, eight game of all time. And every one of those games involved Caitlin Clark. Yes. But you can also say that some of how she does what she does is annoying or you don't like it. I've said this, I said this months ago and took heat for it. Caitlin Clark's one of the biggest complainers to referees I've ever seen at any <laughs> level in any sport in my life. And I don't like it. You know, I'm not like sitting there, you know, cussing her out at the TV. I'm 52 years old. It's just not how I would do it. Same thing with Angel Reese. That's not how I would do it. But I also can step outside of my own bias and recognize that how I would do something isn't necessarily applicable or transitive to how uh, a 21-year-old girl, white girl from Iowa would do it or a 20-year-old black girl from uh, wherever Angel Reese is from would do it. It's yeah. All that can be true. All, yeah. Now, I will say, after the game, after, say that everything since the day after the game, um, I think those are things that Angel Reese may want to walk back later in That's life. That's what I mean. Maybe, maybe not. Point. Like, with the whole White House stuff, and then yesterday, you know, you know, then Iowa coming out and saying that, hey, the White House trips are for the winners, uh, which is great PR by Iowa. I mean, Iowa's Lisa Bluter should, like, take over all the PR for the whole athletic department. But then on the other side, Angel Reese is saying, you know what? We'll just go see the Obamas. Yeah, come on. I think that maybe she'll regret it. But I will also say this. When you consider the history of black female voices in America and the suppression that they have had to deal with from the minute that they came over on fucking boats, Black women on the soil of what is now the United States of America have been the lowest on the rung of the social order. They were brought in chains. They uh, were then uh, converted when the African trade slave was ended, when people in America decided, oh, wait, we probably shouldn't steal people from other countries. And they ended that. What did they do? They turned black women into livestock and they were breeding stock. And that is how the slave owners continued to generate more revenue for their plantations because people were revenue. Babies were future slaves because we couldn't bring them across a boat. And white women who were also in a patriarchal system and they were low on the ladder rung, but they were still above black women. And if you mm -hmm. go in and you learn and understand the history of how black women's voices in this country have been absolutely diminished, suppressed from the get go, that is where I come from saying, I don't really want to have much of an opinion on Angel Reese and what she's yeah. saying, because I do never walked in their shoes. I have been around in the last three years, I've been very fortunate to be around strong, intelligent, incredible, awesome, powerful black women. And I've listened to them. And everything I'm saying isn't, oh, John, how do you know? I'm telling you what they've told me. So mm -hmm. I am going to sit back because I can't walk in those shoes. Yeah. No, it's it's well said. It's it's a very complex topic. And I was ignorant enough, again, when we went on that instant reaction deal where I was just going to talk about the game. We were going to talk you know, about it's the not, Chris, it's not, it's, it's not ignorance. We, you wanted to talk <laughs> about the game. You, you, yeah. you wanted – the Iowa women were just in the national championship game. You wanted to talk about the game. And, and then and there's nobody in this market who's a bigger women's basketball fan than me. 
for the last no. decade. Like, right. And I, yeah. I was so excited, like, and it was such a great game and I knew the numbers it was going to do. And God, we got off the air, John, and I pulled up my Twitter and holy crap, I was shocked. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was going to be like, Oh, you guys aren't, you're not killing the officials enough. Right, right. But what it was, was what you saw. Now, here's a question. And maybe we can just make this our first uh, Miller and Williams off-topic uh, yeah, podcast whatever. of, the, of the year, whatever. It's the off-season. Um, why do you think that reaction was the way that it was? And did you – yeah, let's just start there. Why do you think the reaction was the way that it was? Well, a couple reasons. One, people hadn't had any chance to cool off yet, right? Like, it had just happened. True. We went on the air the minute the game ended. I know, and I'm sorry I turned you down, but I was actually out with friends, and I was <laughs> I didn't think I'd be of a, a helpful person. Well, two, I'm the cyclone guy in the eyes of many of these people. Okay, so sure. In, in the eyes of many of these people, I am... I cannot have an objective opinion about the University of the right. the hilarious part to me is like the Iowa State fans. There's a huge portion of that fan base that's been so pissed at me because of my association with Iowa women's basketball, based off of me sitting in Carver Hawkeye Arena and doing a what I thought was a really good interview with the biggest sports star in the world right now. Like Chris, when, when yeah, in 30 years, when you look back on it. You may you may have interviewed the biggest star that you will ever interview, right? But there, so like, I guess from my side, it's it's kind of a lose lose because the yeah, you're Iowa not John fans, Miller enough for Iowa State fans. What? You're not John Miller enough for Iowa State fans. <laughs> you're not a big enough douchebag. Well, like they were like, I, I guess my point, like you asked, why do I think that that happened? Yeah, One sorry. was just the emotion of it. This wasn't a doing a show the day after. We were doing it the minute after. Um, and then, yeah, then that, like, all of any work that I've done with women's basketball over the last 12 years goes out the window because I'm the Cyclone guy. And I'm right. automatically, I'm just going opposite of Iowa. And then, then I got called, like, woke and all this other, like, weird stuff because... I wasn't even taking a side. All I was saying was exactly what Caitlin and I talked about in that podcast, where it's more entertaining. Like women's basketball 10 years ago, they were robots, John. They were. They just ran up and down the court and they did their layups. They shot free throws well. Now they talk shit. They are shooting from half court, right? Like they're. It's just so much more inter- and that's the cu- that's the point I was trying to make. It wasn't of course I'll always like root for Caitlin because I really really like her and she's an Iowan and all this. Uh, it, it wasn't right. oh I'm taking Angel Reese's side over Caitlin Clark. It was I would be a total hypocrite if I sat there and applauded. Again, the perfect example is what Caitlin did in the game against South Carolina, brilliant defensive game plan by Lisa Bluter. We're going to let him shoot from the outside. That's great. When Caitlin started like chewing 
that player or whatever, like not, not shooing her. That's not the best, right. When like, she was like, doing the yeah, hand motion, don't you're, need not, to guard her. you're not good enough for me to guard. I can't like intellectually think that that's funny and applaud it and then kill Angel Reese for what she did. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's hypocrisy, but it's unsurprising hypocrisy. It is it is two legs bad, four legs good cabal mentality, which should surprise no one because we live in the most cultish, separatist, cabalish, my tribish time in the history, I think, of this country. Not surprising one bit. And um, yeah, I, I, people, yeah, I, I think that Caitlin talks trash. It's awesome. Is Caitlin helping? Is Caitlin one of the catalysts that is helping transform the women game into something I think is going to be maybe very widely appealing? Yes, but she's not the only one. And I think that's maybe where some Iowa State fans come in and get irritated. Yeah, and, and that's also, I think, a big part of why Angel Reese was had such an attitude. About and she's it. right. And yeah. she's right. Caitlin, one person, <clears throat> one person by themselves cannot lift a sport into the it, – it cannot elevate the sport by themselves. Caitlin Clark lost the national championship game, right? Um, South Carolina won 42 games in a row. UConn's going to be the biggest, baddest team in the sport next year, and I don't think there's any doubt about it if they're healthy. It's not like Iowa has been this machine and you look at these pro and LSU has been down too, but they won a national championship within the last two decades. Iowa is like a newcomer to this, to this party. And Caitlin is amazing. Caitlin may wind up being the best women's basketball player to ever live. I watched the replay of the South Carolina game. Um, when I got home on Friday night, I was up till two in the morning. That's a first for me. I've never watched the replay of a women's basketball game. And I don't watch replays of many basketball games. But I, w- I watched the uh, Bird and Tarasi broadcast to see their comments. What the things that they were saying about Caitlin Clark in the women's game, it's amazing. But Caitlin's not the only one. So I understand. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've been feeling all season long in this Clark versus Boston or Iowa. I'm like, man, these other girls, these other programs, these other women, not girls. Like, wait a second. We've been here for years. We've been doing this. We've been playing fun and exciting basketball, and they have. Now, Caitlin Clark's a unicorn, but I understand the jealousy, and I understand how it spills over maybe into what some people call unsportsmanship or unclassy behavior, but Caitlin Clark does a lot of it too. There's room for everyone. Yeah. I want to address a couple of things on YouTube from people watching. First of all, Jeff – in Texas says CW those messages you got were stupid and shameful but what portion of your listener base actually did that obviously a small one a vocal minority but I can tell you that I put that clip on my Facebook page and it's still getting getting stuff like in it there right. so my point is John and you've you've learned this enough if one person thinks it and is saying it there's a whole lot of other people behind them and it's not the thing is too like on the Facebook thing, a lot of it's not even my listener base. It's just people who are trolls who somehow by, just showed up and it showed up into their algorithm, and right. now they are. But I I actually feel the need, and maybe this is the wrong way to go about it. A lot of people, 
you get this, John, will say, well, why are you giving that person attention? Yeah, that's very fair. You're very, very true there. I also think it's, if you believe in something, to point out the stupidity and point out the hypocrisy. And maybe you can change a few things along the way as well. What do you right, think about that? Right. I, I, I see both sides. And, and frankly, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I want to talk about those things, that I want to bring those things up. Yeah, I can just leave them hidden and not bring the ugly out into the light. But we live in a society where the ugly is dragged out into the light every day. And matter of fact, it's not dragged out into the light. It volunteers to run out into the light because that's just the world that we live in. So yeah, I have no problem with talking about it. And usually if you, if, if you make a post and five or six people within an hour or so respond in the kind of the same area code, how they respond, you absolutely, I mean, folks, political polling, television ratings, radio ratings, these are sample sizes of like seven or 800 people. All right. They say, oh, 51 percent of registered voters think that Donald Trump is a jerk. Uh, And they've actually reached out to 700 and some um, voters and and 51 percent of 700 said Donald Trump is a jerk or Joe Biden is a jerk or whatever. That's where they extrapolate these things from. So I don't think it's unfair. Matter of fact, it's steeped in uh, in auditative science. The uh, I'll make one more point and then I want to read couple more of these yeah for the iowa fans who are just because i'm the iowa state guy iowa state's fan base would have acted the exact same way if angel reese had done that to ashley jones i guarantee it like i'm not this this isn't like a moral high ground (laughs) iowa iowa state thing like a lot of it wasn't a good look it wasn't a good look um and i'm glad that mr teddy on youtube has brought this up i've wanted to talk about this for a long time okay and john's the perfect guy to talk about it with he says chris from what i saw it's how you were cheering for her meaning caitlin clark we want iowa state women's basketball i am an ashley jones fan you think i'm not an ashley jones fan um i called her first game i called her last game she's my friend her dad is my friend she's great to my daughter i legitimately like think that she's an amazing human um we've given by the way we've covered iowa state women's basketball and lost a lot of money doing it in the lean years when nobody cared at psych one fanatic but we did it because i thought providing coverage of iowa state women's basketball was absolutely crucial and it was the right thing to do and we were hiring people to do it where again like people weren't necessarily reading it but i thought it was important and now people do read it because women's basketball is so much more popular than it once was and my point here john is the whole i'm an ashley jones fan thing so am i but you should also be able to objectively look at it and go ashley jones is a great player she might be the best player finley's ever had she's going to be a first round pick in the WNBA draft she's going to be a pro for a really long time one of the best talents I've ever seen. But she doesn't transcend the sport like Caitlin does. So you can't just expect the exact... They're, they're not the same thing. And we get into this deal in this state all the time where it's like, it's got to be 50-50. The Iowa women went to the Final Four and almost won a national title. The Iowa State women, unfortunately, lost in the round of 64. I can't control that, you know? And... Like this whole like, oh, Williams has jumped bandwagons and he's with Caitlin Clark and he doesn't like Ashley Jones. It's just stupid. It's stupid. It's not it's not true. It's um 
I sat there in Vegas with Hassel and rooted my ass off when Iowa State was playing Caitlin and the Iowa women. Like it, it's just, it's. Just I know. Ridiculous. I texted. I was texting with you, and you told me to fuck off. <laughs> I did. So yeah, you. I was mad. Yeah, I was way more mad best. at the women's game than I was the men's. Like I'm yes, a bigger yes, fan yes, of. Were. I have told so many people this in private. My favorite team, my favorite sports team in the world is Iowa State women's basketball. Like you know where what? I get emotional and amped up and it's right. just where I'm the most passionate. That is it. That it surpasses the Vikings, it surpasses my Braves. That is my favorite team. So I took it a little bit personally with a lot of these Iowa sure. State. Sure, no, fans I get it. Some of the stuff that they have said to me. Right. I I I so for me, I think um I'm not sure that I'll get where you are. But I'm, I will. I get closer. I, I can't wait for next basketball season to start. Uh, really hope somehow they can get this transfer from from DePaul. But at any oh rate, back to they'd be the preseason. That would be unbelievable, one. wouldn't it? They would. Yeah, they would be, the be unbelievable. But most teams would. But yeah, that that would be quite the two man game. Especially, yeah, that would be amazing. But back to what you're talking about. It's to me, it's the jealous sibling. Uh, game playing out. It plays out in our state. Hell, there's some families where siblings, one of them is an Iowa State grad or fan, and one of them is an Iowa fan or grad. Um, it is a just a unique place to mm-hmm. live and work in sports media. It, there's not a ton of places like it. You know, uh, Duke and North Carolina, yeah, they're really close to one another campus-wise. That's a pretty unique thing. But And they're both in the ACC. Back when Missouri and Kansas we're both in the Big 12. That was an incredibly uh, amazing rivalry. But they're both – Iowa and Iowa State are in different conferences. So you have that stupid conference allegiance that some people have. <laughs> um, you have two universities that ideologically seem to be – I'm not going to say polar opposites, but they focus on different uh, curriculums. You know, um, Iowa State a lot more focused on agriculture, veterinarian. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of them, like maybe engineering – probably a lot of things that Iowa State's really good at that Iowa isn't, but that was also kind of quasi by design. Iowa's more of the humanities, the the law school, the medical school, things like that. So you have all these just huge differences. Iowa, University of Iowa and Iowa grads, a lot of them come from the Chicago suburbs. Um, Iowa State, a lot of them come from rural Iowa based on some of the things that they'll study. So you just have these ideological uh, – differences in some regards it's beautiful i've learned just to lean into it and embrace it and it, there's uh, you know i've made the bed i made for myself and i totally own it i've been owning it for a long time there's some iowa state fans that are just never going to give me another chance and that's okay i don't blame them but the ones that have it's like i enjoy interacting with them it's actually more fun for me to interact with cyclone fans that say hey john i used to hate you but, you know, I've been listening to you lately, and I realized that, you know, in addition to, just, you know, me self-admitting I was just being a dick, um, you know, you, you have some interesting things to say. And I appreciate that a lot more or just as much, let's say, than an Iowa fan said, hey, John, I've been listening to you for 20 years, always loved everything you said, keep it up. And I appreciate that, too. But it hits me just a little bit different. Like you said earlier, sometimes you want to talk about topics to attempt to get people to look at th- things from a different vantage point through a different prism to stand outside of their inherent biases and look at something with fresh eyes or at least eyes that 
don't go in prejudging. And when you can get, when you can be a part of that process and help somebody do that, and they acknowledge that and send you a note back, said, you know what, you help me look at this a different way. Frankly, that is like the biggest, most enjoyable thing I get out of all of this and the trips to Circa. Those are the two things. That's, that's why I do it. It's my friend, you know, Derek's still following me. I mean, I feel pretty cool that the owner of, of, of the casino follows me on Twitter. And I'm 52, and it shouldn't make me feel cool, but you know, I want to be honest. We'll get back to Circa here in a minute. Mr. Teddy follows up and says he got into women's basketball because of me. So that's good. I'm, I'm glad, and I appreciate it. That's cool. That that's what, really cool. Like, I That was the whole point back for the last decade. I, I genuinely – so like I, I grew up in this family where Bill Finley was a god, and Vivian Stringer was like – and like, you know, I remember didn't didn't Stringer take Iowa to a Final Four? Iowa went to a I, Final Four in nineteen ninety three. I think it was Stringer. Yes, I don't I think remember it was watching Andy Lee. <clears throat> yeah, I remember. Then in nineteen eighty seven, they set the NCAA. Miles. Yeah, they set the NCAA attendance record in nineteen uh, in the mid nineteen eighties, like twenty some thousand people in Carver, which like broke fire code violations. It was Iowa yeah. against Ohio State. Oh, <clears> listen. <throat> I, I I'll I'll take criticism. I got thick skin. I understand how like an Iowa State fan who's followed me could be like, "Oh my God, Chris is supporting this hawk now and like whatever." And this this what, Iowa women's team, but I will not. Uh, the one thing I will not take, or I, I'm not going to accept, is that like I'm this. I've stabbed Iowa State women's basketball in the back or something. Like absolutely not. Like. It is ridiculous, and um, yeah, I just I'm glad we got to talk about this. I've been wanting to talk about this for like a month and a half, and I just I really haven't. The pe- the people that are emailing you or texting you saying that you are stabbing Iowa State in the back, they are the same. T- if there is a Venn diagram of people that believe that Donald Trump is still president and that JFK Jr. is influencing him and is in the flesh and alive, and you overlaid the Venn diagram, the, the number of the people who believe that you have turned hawk and you know, you're know you being a douchebag and all this and that, it's a flat circle. They're the same people. So <laughs> yeah, what no, I would – the strategy – that's not you saying it, it's me. The no, strategy no. that I would adopt if I was you is my, um, my favorite strategy, which is the F.E strategy and that strategy is very simple to execute uh i'll tell it to you really quickly fuck them <laughs> real quick before we go you got to get to some meetings and stuff i did want to well, i'm sure the trip to vegas is going to get brought up a lot on this show <sighs> for it was legendary i i miss it chris i miss it it's been what two weeks yeah two what or- would you what would you give for just a a night playing blackjack again right now um, oh my I, God. I, I would give $500 if I could be transported to the start of one of the nights that we play blackjack. I'd say, yep, I'd do that for 500 <laughs> right now. Let's go. Matter of fact, I mean, I've never, I used to say like two night, every night in Vegas is like three nights of real life out <laughs> in your town. And we were there for five, four nights and five days. Yeah. And the next day I didn't get home to my bed until two 30 in the morning. Oh, uh. You had and to be the next cashed. I was, you know, it's okay. 
And you the got next that leg day, room though on a I did. Room, oh, whatever you're from. Uh, you got on that Southwest. Leg room. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. got the great chair. And the next day, about three in the afternoon, I said, I would do it again right now. Yeah. That's how much fun it was. <laughs> it, I, you, you know, I was looking forward to that counting down the days like a kid for weeks and weeks and weeks. And that was a guaranteed setup that it was not going to live up to my expectations. It exceeded every single one. And playing blackjack with Chris Williams in <laughs> Vegas is one of my <laughs> things I didn't realize I needed in life, but now I can't live without. <laughs> it's like where I come alive. Like every you do. every it's a part whole of me comes you. alive at the table. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're looking at here, if you're looking at, or what you're listening to here, if you're listening, you're just, this is just a guy that simply, he just wants to sit down and play some cards. That's <laughs> like it. To play cards. That's all I want to do. Just likes to play cards. That's just all he down, wants to do. Just a group of guys just wanting to play some cards. That's, That's all we're That's here it. for. The, the number of inside baseball things that we, like, Chris kept saying that a hundred effing times, and it got so <laughs> annoying, it was funny. And he's like, guys, guys, I'm just here to play cards. I'm I'm just here to play cards. And then, yeah, you know, all the shenanigans get brought up. Like, I'm not here for it. I'm here oh, to play cards with my friends. That's right, it. Right. It was just, it was epic. It was so much fun. And folks, you know what? I, I realize how fortunate I am. So many people listening to this right now are like, man, I'd, I'd love to sit down and play blackjack with Chris Williams. And they're never going to get that chance. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I, ha- I had it for four nights in a row. And I'm really fortunate. <laughs> Uh, Matt says, "Hey guys, next time you go CW, wear that Tyrese Pacers jersey, John. You got to rock a Murray Kings one." Done, done. When are we going? When's the next trip? We'll we'll get it planned. I'll, okay. I'm a, I might I might yeah, opt for the Brock Purdy the next time. Okay, yeah, for sure. I, I, I continue to see video clips that you know Circus Twitter puts out of, of the sports book. And I'm envious every time. I'm like, I want to be there. I want, yeah. I want to live at that place. I could I actually, live there. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day too because I was just it, the doldrums of like daily life. We all have it. Not that we aren't. Right. Not that I'm not blessed, but like it, it, something let's where just, it's just like, be, oh, call it, call it what it is. Sure, I'm cleaning the kitchen or whatever it was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I thought like circa might be my favorite place in the world it's top five for sure like we're just of happy, happy places times. places that you could retreat to and just know you're going to be happy right yes yes i, would, I actually would really say, wish i wish we could have had one more day and just sat in that sports book like we were doing on sunday yeah i hit that big nascar that w- winner you still got my ticket yes right? i still have your ticket i still have your ticket um, yes, that was awesome. Like it was great, you know, hanging out back with Derek in his little spot. And thankfully he didn't cuss me out when I like sat in like the VIP seats. He <laughs> kindly told me that there, there could be some VIPs coming. And when they came, he was going to tap me out. And I said, yes, sir. Uh, but it never happened. <laughs> I enjoyed, the, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the heck out of that, you know, hanging out, talking with a, you know, a guy that owns three casinos on Fremont street. But I really liked sitting in those leather chairs that we did on Sunday. That was super awesome. Um, cannot wait! To, cannot wait to go again. I, I'm this is none of this is like I'm just saying this for the benefit of a sponsor. Legit, I would pen, I would spend my own money 
to do what we did. And I would do it a month from now. Maybe we will. Maybe would your we wife should. go? Uh, yeah, I think she would. My wife's up for any travel trip. She and I are going back to California here in, in mid-May. Um, she much of a blackjack player? Spend some more. Um, you know what? We, we play. I, I, got, I have like a felt green roll-up uh, blackjack top thing that we put on our dining room table. And last summer, I taught both my girls how to play blackjack. I taught him how to play Texas Hold'em. We had casino night. I was the house. I always won. Taught a bunch of life lessons. Uh, so she knows how to play. I don't know that she's going to – I don't know that she'd hold down third base at Benny's. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I did. The way that you I'll, did that one night. When old, when old Texas Dolly, a few <laughs> – a few tables over was talking like this and talking like a little mix of Ed, bit mix of Ed Orgeron and Texas Dolly. And Chris couldn't, Chris kept, kept turning his neck over like, I want to go play with that guy. And next, yeah. next thing you know, Chris is down two hundy. I'm up a hundy. Nick's up a hundy. I don't think Winch, I don't think Maddie Van Winkle was with us that night. But man, it was so funny. So fun. Then the oh. next day, running into Zoomier. Um, oh yeah, Zoomier. And then it was fate. Oh Zoomier. We it, were, it was fate. We you were, were sitting right. at we Benny's. Sat down. We were sitting at Benny's with Zoomier at like ten o'clock in the morning. Yes, that's degenerate <laughs> level. And then we will, we only had Zoomier for like fifteen minutes. Here's what I think happened: we kept being so familiar, calling her by her difficult to pronounce <laughs> name. From the minute we sat down, she probably felt threatened like we'd been stalking her, and she went, She was gone in 15 minutes, and Vicky rolled in, and her name ain't Vicky, by the way. Vicky rolled in, and she put us on a cooler of coolers. She, she freaking smoked us. The, we were, real quick, the, the background on Zoom Yay, because I'm sure there's some people listening there. Like, what in the hell are these guys talking about? So when Hassel and I were there in um, December. in December, it was after the Cyhawk men's game, and we went to Binion's to play some blackjack. So Binion's, for those, it's the shittiest casino in Vegas, probably. Like it's take everything Circa is. It's the opposite. Like it's just it's horrible. So it's like five dollar hands. That's why we went there. And this Zoomier, the dealer, we went on like the heater of all heaters. On a five dollar table, I went up like four hundred dollars. That's which incredible. Is hard. That's hard to do. Well, you gotta be splitting and doubling and splitting yeah, and doubling was, splits. Chris and I both did. So that was the night that Zoomier's legend was born. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm, I'm, and I'm talking up to to John the whole time. I'm like, yeah, we got to go find Zoomier. I'm like, what are you talking Zoomier. about? And then I and asked then, him, like, is her real name Zoomier? And and, you, <laughs> and you're like, no, no, it's she's German. And then I'm like, wait a second. The next night I see her and it's Zoomier and she's not German. She's Asian. I'm like, I'm being like double, triple, tricked. I don't know what's going on. I cannot believe that you believed me when I told you she was German. I was just kidding with you. Chris, I, 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 I think I was well into the cummies by that time. 
Okay, now I can totally believe it. We're walking down Fremont Street, and the first thing I see after, you know, just being in the chill and having a gummy is I see the freak show. I'm like, whoa, this is a little bit much. <laughs> well, I actually remember, yeah, the, the first thing I remember, and you're you're looking up at the, you know, the Got 3D the video graphics. Board, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, the, the divers, one went right over your head. The, I thought the, I was the in the zip Big Lebowski and it was Maud flying over naked. And I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? La, 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 That's how I felt like Lebowski. Two more uh, listener notes and then we're going to wrap it up. Matt says we need to get Zoom Yay on the pod. I'm sure she has some great stories. I would agree. I don't think Zoom Yay could do the pod. No, um, there might be a language barrier. Yeah, I don't think that she could do it. And who knows if she has good takes. Hayden says, I think if every Iowa and Iowa State fan, I think they should have to live in Nebraska for a year. After that, you'll support your rival. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know if Iowa and Iowa State fans are at the point where they would just, like, support one another. And frankly, I don't think that they should. Like, that is, that's not even my point. Like, I... I like I'm not like trying to encourage Iowa fan Iowa fans to be Iowa State fans or vice versa. Like no, like that's not the whole point. Like my point is you can acknowledge that a, a transcendent talent like Caitlin Clark is indeed transcendent and that doesn't mean you're like a fan like you you can acknowledge that. It's not it's not downgrading your team. By by acknowledging right. what Caitlin Clark is, it's not it's not taking anything away from Ashley Jones to say that Caitlin right. Clark might be the best women's college basketball player we've ever seen, and that's right. real. And that doesn't mean that Ashley Clark is any less legendary. Ashley Jones, yeah, Ashley Jones, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Ashley Clark. I'd be a heck of a player. Yeah. You know, it'd be it'd be it'd be enjoyable to get um uh to you know maybe do a women's basketball centrist podcast and, and get some other voices on here um you know i know over on cyclone fanatic you guys do a yeah, great job of we've been shedding doing that. light yeah we've been doing that for like almost five years we've had a women's sports only podcast with steph right. and elisa they do an awesome job yeah and i was thinking maybe like have you know bring bring copley on yeah. and just like because she's she had i thought a really refreshing viewpoint going into the tournament and that's she's a, definitely a diehard Cyclone fan, as are her sweet little girls. And yet she also can separate the the, the rivalry, dislike, or whatever that is, you know, the, the rivalry, um, and say, Caitlin Clark is phenomenal for Iowa State women's basketball, for women's basketball as a whole, maybe not necessarily directly Iowa State, but she's great for the game. And the mm-hmm. game the game needed a catalyst like this. Maybe the game didn't think that there could ever be a catalyst like this because what Caitlin Clark is, is, is Steph Curry meets pistol Pete Maravich. Caitlin Clark is the face of college basketball right now, not just women's. No. And can I also say, maybe this will make Iowa fans. I don't know. I'm jealous of Iowa. I bet. I, Who would it like, be? We filled up Hilton as Iowa right. State women's basketball fans for Absolutely. 20 years. We've been yes. supporting Iowa State women's basketball for 20 years. 
and this was supposed to be our year, and now you guys had the Steph Curry of women's basketball, and it's like, yes, I'm jealous. You just, like, nailed, you, you just nailed it. You nailed it. I thought of that, Chris. I had thought of that. If I were an Iowa State fan, I'd be, I would be jealous, and I'd probably be nasty if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's like we, we have been one of the top ten best programs in women's basketball over the last years. 10 to 20 years. Yeah. We set attendance records and now these Johnny come lately Iowa fans of all of, <laughs> of all teams why does it have to be Iowa? Yeah. It could have been Wisconsin. Okay, that's fine. Could have been Minnesota, Indiana. Why does it have to be F in Iowa? And you know what? Valid. I'd feel the same way. But I think you can still stand and step aside from your own biases and Thank look you. at Caitlin Clark and say, damn it, this may be the best women's player of all time. And I am not going to be so bitter that I can't sit back and appreciate women's basketball because Iowa State fans apparently have been appreciating it, not apparently have for a long time. So, you know, women's basketball sit back and appreciate when Michael Jordan, when the goat walks by in yeah. your sport. There, there was an element of that. And I even felt that on Sunday where it, it kind of pissed me off and it, it, it shouldn't have, but like just the human being in me, it's like, you know, all of you losers who are mocking me and calling me names and doing all this stuff. Like this is probably like the second women's basketball game you've ever watched in your life. Right. Right. right? Exactly. Yep. But it's like, that's not, for 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 me, who's dedicated a lot of my career to try and help grow this game because I love it so much, that's that's a ass backwards way of looking at it. I shouldn't feel that way, but then like the human being emotional part of me is like, you know what? To the guy who just called me the R word, like how many women's games have you been to over the last twenty years? You know what I mean? Like so, yeah, we're just we're all humans. We all have bad emotions. We're just juggling it. We're just figuring it out. That's yeah, why just Miller and Williams are here. Right, we're just juggling it and shit. I don't know how to juggle. <laughs> but you do know how to hold down the three bag at Benny's. I can promise oh, everybody that. Baby, I will take it. If I gotta if I gotta sacrifice myself at the altar of uh you know, hitting on sixteen when the dealer's showing is sixteen, I will do it. Is that like a cat behind you? No, it's uh on? It's uh, Ginger's down there. She's still alive. No, behind She's still you, with us. Behind you. Oh like in the oh, in the window. Oh. It's like a a giant pussy in the background. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Skippy. Oh, Skippy. That's okay. Skippy. Yeah. And I'm yeah, always positive we saw your wife walking around in the bathrobe, too, maybe, but I'm not positive. No, she's not there now, but I didn't see anything bad. I just well, no, I didn't want to draw attention to it when it was happening. Now right, she's gone. But you did now, and then this will be on uh, YouTube oh, so shit, people can yeah. rewind the motherfucker. For, Thanks a lot. I forgot about the... Anyways, get out of here. You know, I, your, I apologize for swearing. I didn't mean to swear. Go to your that important propane meeting. I'm actually dropping my daughter off down at a uh, homeless shelter at 1030. She likes to uh. go on Fridays or day off from school, and she uh, she helps serve meals. And okay. I'm not even making that up. And then I'm heading to Washington, Iowa, and I'm meeting my dad at three to play golf. Just making me look like a total piece. Uh, for the, the big uh, funeral visitation tomorrow, that's going to be um, bittersweet. But uh, Butch Peterson. Yeah, well, thoughts to that community. That's always hard yeah. when you lose a titan of those small towns, man. 
That's a big. Yeah, deal. you know it, man. I mean, I, yeah. I, West Branch produced the president of the United States, but I don't think anybody's influenced more people from that town than Butch Peterson. Well, I'm glad you can get up there and be with everybody then. Yep, I appreciate it. All right, he's John Miller. My name is Chris Williams. I hope you guys could laugh and maybe think a little bit today as well. Uh, signing off here. Ha- have a great Easter weekend. Enjoy the Masters, baseball, NASCAR, whatever you're doing this weekend. Have a great time. Take care. Iowa everywhere.